Hello my friends, welcome back to another episode. My name is Manny in case you're new here or welcome back. Welcome to Over Easy episode two. It's officially episode two. We're, we're, we're getting into the role of things. And I'm very excited because I honestly loved filming last week's episode and I released the trailer recently and I've had a lot of positive feedback so I'm very very excited and just like really excited about Over Easy in general. So I'm very excited to film episode 2 today because I think it'll be kind of a fun episode. Let's get into it. As we do with every single episode, we're going to start with our Rose, Bud, and Thorn. Okay, so today, today's Rose. Well, okay, I actually just wanted to mention really quickly that I'm drinking a smoothie today. I made a smoothie for lunch. I pretty much make one every day almost actually. And today's is especially good. It's a mix of spinach. Uh, half a frozen banana, some frozen strawberries, frozen mango, and almond milk. So, very, very delicious. You know, I'm getting into my chef days, really good at cooking. Totally. Anyways, for my rosebud and thorn today, I, I need to think about this, to be honest. I never prepare, and now I always feel like I'm left with an awkward pause. But I have to think about it because some, I, I don't know, I, I, I have to reflect on what life has been like recently um i would actually say for sure my rose is that it is july and i'm like starting to make plans with, to see my friends again which is pretty exciting i have spoken about this a lot but i just haven't really seen my friends very often in the last year or so just because i'm not very good at online interaction and keeping up with them and then also i was a little just more on the cautious side with covid and everything so Starting to see friends again because COVID cases are really, really low in British Columbia and I'm really, really excited but also kind of anxious for it. I just think it's a really big jump starting from like not seeing friends at all to like seeing them a lot, I guess. But yeah, I think that's pretty exciting. My thorn is that... Oh, I know what it is today. My thorn actually on Wednesday, today's Friday, on Wednesday I did my course registration for fourth year. So basically with UBC, they have a certain set of days that each year can register. So for example, the fourth years get to go first because they need their courses to graduate and all that. So it goes grad students, then fourth year, then first year, then third second year and then third year so this year fourth year i'm going into fourth year right now so obviously i got the earliest days but i actually got like the second registration day there are two days to register and it's based on your grades so the best grades obviously get to register first and then it keeps going by lower and lower grades so i got the second day registration this year which is not too bad i mean with COVID, I definitely didn't do the best with my grades and I'm, that's totally fine, but I'm really sad because I couldn't get American Sign Language 100. That was one of the courses I was really, really excited to take. I'm still gonna just keep refreshing the course in case someone drops out, but that was gonna be one of my electives this year, but I couldn't get into it because it filled up on the first day. There's only two classes of it and each class only has 30 seats. So there's only 60 seats available for the entire undergrad, which doesn't even make sense, but it sucks. But I'm gonna keep trying to get into that class because I really, really wanna take it. Instead, I signed up for family studies right now, which also 
piqued my interest. It is on my list of electives that I want to take, but I just really want to take American Sign Language a little bit more. And my bud for this week. What is my bud? What am I looking forward to? <sighs> I'm okay. Actually, I guess I'm looking forward to the first episode of Over Easy releasing on Monday. Obviously, when you guys hear this, it'll have been out already, but. As of right now when I'm filming, the first episode is supposed to go live on Monday and I'm just really excited for it to go live. I thought it was a pretty good episode and I'm really happy with all the feedback that I've received so far about me starting a podcast, so that's probably what I'm most excited for. Honestly, I feel like this summer has just been so chill, I'm just living life and it doesn't feel like I'm running on a treadmill chasing goals like I am during the school year. It's just a time where it's okay to be stagnant and that's constantly been my motto this year and I've tr been trying to tell myself that it's okay to not always be productive, not always be moving forward. It's just something I've been trying to learn because I feel like that's something that I'm not good at. So I'm kind of just really taking that in right now, you know? So those are my rose buds and thorns for today. We're gonna get into the bulk of the episode, which I'm pretty excited for. This week we're keeping it a little more lighthearted and I'm gonna be talking about my most embarrassing stories of my life. I'm gonna preface this episode by saying that I'm not someone with a super exciting life. I feel like most notably right now, I remember that Emma Chamberlain has a video talking about her childhood stories and stuff like that. And some of the stories are really just, you really can't imagine them happening in real life. You know, it sounds so crazy, but obviously it is real. I would assume so. I don't have stories like that. My life is not that exciting. I feel like my life is kind of just average, but that's also why I think it's important to share these stories because it's important to realize that like, not everyone has a super glamorous or 24-7 exciting life like that, you know? So I have three main stories that I want to share today. So let's get started with the first one. Okay, so this first one takes place in grade 10 when I was in high school. The year prior, so when I was in grade 9, our school had a new teacher come. We have several new teachers come every year, but one of them in particular, that one was my social studies teacher for grade 10. And basically... He kind of keeps up an act, basically, where he's just very serious all the time. I feel like at my high school, a lot of the teachers were very casual, and I had a really friendly relationship with a lot of my teachers. So this teacher, he was just a little more different because he would talk about he was just very serious all the time. It kind of felt like he was putting up an act and just making sure that there was a very clear boundary of like, this is teacher me and this is personal life me, like in the teacher's perspective, I mean. So that kind of piqued my interest when I was in grade 10. I was kind of like, I've never had a teacher like this before and this is kind of odd and he's my social studies teacher for this year. A couple things happened with him that year in terms of me and my embarrassing stories. So obviously me being the curious grade 10 that I was, I had a bunch of my close friends in that social studies class as well. And we were just kind of messing around, like just trolling. We were very not great students. Uh, we did very well in the class, which is why I think it was fine for us to mess around like that. But we were definitely very, just did not take class that seriously. So, uh, outside of school, I can't even remember when we exactly did this, but we googled 
that teacher. We Googled our social studies teacher because we were like, who is this man? He seems so elusive. He's told us his university that he went to before, but that's pretty much it about his personal life. We don't, we aren't allowed to ask anything else about him. He won't answer anything. So we Googled him. And what came up was his university team. He was on the lacrosse team. So what came up was his university lacrosse profile, basically. I think it had his, I don't even remember what was on the page. It just had where he was from, who he was, stuff like that. But to me and to all my friends in the class, we were obviously so excited about it. We were like, haha, we, to we totally found something about you now, mister. You know? And we didn't bring it up to him because obviously why would we do that? Until one day, a very fateful day that I regret and still think about to this day, honestly. So this particular social studies teacher, he does attendance every day. And while he does attendance, he spends some time asking the student how they're doing in front of the whole class. It's not like it's private. It, it's like in front of the whole class. It's kind of odd if I explain it now, but basically if I were the teacher, I'd be saying something like, Manny, how are you? How was your weekend? Any plans for this week? Something like that. It was very repetitive. It was like the same thing every single class and also to every single person. So that was all part of his act. It's what made him so weird and odd to me at first because I never had a teacher like that. But anyways, this one day, I think it was literally the day that we Googled him or the day after, I think. I could not stop giggling because I thought it was so hilarious that I found my teacher on Google and I found his profile and everything. So obviously the teacher asked, he was like, why are you giggling? And I was like, ha 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 he he. And he's like, hello. And I'm like, have you ever Googled yourself? And then I thought it was hilarious at the time. I was laughing so much, but then my teacher literally popped off. He was like, I don't even remember what he said. Okay, this is so bad because my memory is so bad. But I just remember he popped off. He was like, do not Google your teachers. That is not appropriate. It was very serious. It wasn't like it was a joke anymore. It was quite serious. And then I immediately was like, oh, sorry. Haha. <laughs> so to this day, I still think about that moment. It was really not a good time. As we were leaving class that day, I was the last student to leave with one of my friends. The teacher asked and was like, oh, um... What, what did you mean about the Googling stuff? He was being genuine this time, I could tell. And I was like, oh, well, we just kind of found your old lacrosse profile from your university. And he was like, oh. And then I think he said something about not Googling him in the future and stuff like that, which makes sense. And then I remember a couple weeks later, at the end of grade 10, I Googled again. Not a good idea, don't do it. The profile was gone, so I assume he took it he asked someone to take it down or something like that because it was gone the next time I searched it up. That moment is not the best. Um, <laughs> I honestly don't know what was going through my head at that time when I revealed to my teacher that I Googled him and found his personal information. Don't do it. If you watched my last episode, you would have known that I was a teacher's pet in high school. I'm actually still quite we have a friendly relationship, the teacher and I, to this day. Even when I go and visit my high school now as an alum, we still have good conversations and we check in with each other and all that. So, you know, 
The embarrassing story does not end there with that teacher. I don't know why it was this teacher in particular that I always had these embarrassing stories with, but something else occurred later that year. This one's not as big of a deal. This one's a really fast story, but I thought it was really embarrassing. Basically, the way that our tables were set up in this social studies class, it was kind of like two horseshoes within each other. So there was an inner circle that was closer to the front of the classroom, which is where me and all my friends sat because we were tryhards, but we also messed around in class a lot. And then there was like the outer horseshoe. So if you were sitting in the front row, there were students behind you, basically, is what I'm trying to get across. So I remember there was just some free time to work on our project or whatever we were doing at the time. And I was being a good student, you know, working on my stuff. And I love to stretch in class. <laughs> I feel like that's kind of odd to say, but you know, sometimes you're just typing on the computer for too long and you need to stretch. So that's what I did. If you can imagine, I'm, I'm sitting in my chair at school now. I basically just like bring my arms around, stretch up and stretch my arms. But what happened was my teacher was helping the student behind me and he was basically standing in the space between the two desks. So basically, if you can imagine, it was like my desk and then I was sitting behind my desk and then there was my teacher behind me and then the student behind me at the outer layer of the horseshoe. But obviously I didn't know that he was right behind me because I might've been listening to music or I was just focused on my work and I just wanted to stretch. So I go and stretch my arms and then I kind of rub his like upper leg slash butt kind of because he was kind of standing and then bent over to write stuff on the desk for the student behind me, I think. So I did that. <laughs> Very odd. The reaction was not bad, thankfully. I didn't get in trouble, obviously, because I think he could tell it was an accident, but it was just very awkward and I was so mortified because for me I always replay these embarrassing situations over and over again in my head so it just kept replaying and to this day it still replays in my head uh, those two situations in my social studies class from grade 10 vivid memories to this day that I cannot forget for the life of me so yep very interesting that's kind of the first story I know is kind of lighthearted, very embarrassing, definitely things that you still think about and like at the end of the day you would think about in your shower, you're like, oh my god, I can't believe I did that today. For me, it's five years later and I'm still thinking about them. <laughs> okay, let's move on to the second story. So the second story I think is actually quite relatable to a lot of my uterus-bearing people out there. It's about menstruation. So I was quite a late bloomer. This is definitely not needed in the story, but I just wanted to explain. I was a late bloomer in terms of puberty and stuff like that. I didn't get my period until probably grade eight, halfway through grade eight. I got it during winter break. I still remember that because I was at home. It was during the holiday and I just went to the bathroom and I was like, oh my gosh, why am I dying? Why is there blood all over my underwear? called my mom, I was like, mom, I'm dying, I'm bleeding all over my underwear, is this my period? And she was like, yep, that is, it definitely is now. Because 
before grade eight, it all, all throughout grade seven and grade eight, I would say I was quite paranoid about getting my period. I, if I had like one little red dot or red, like little red uh, ink smear from the washing machine, I'd be like, is that my period? My mom was like, no, of course not. Cause I didn't know what it was like at the time. She didn't really explain to me. She just said it was red and it was all over your underwear. And I was like, this red dot, this red ink dot must be my period. But it wasn't. Anyways, that's kind of my backstory of my period. Definitely TMI, definitely did not need to share it, but I hope you enjoyed. So this one night, I don't remember what grade I was in, but it was in high school for sure. I was eating dinner, having family dinner with one of my family friends' family as well. And I was on my period that day. And I think it was fine. To me, I remember I put on a pad, I think a couple hours before I went to the restaurant or something like that. So I was like, I'm set to go, nothing's gonna happen, wearing a pad. I also wore black jeans. So I said, if anything happens, it's not gonna show up on my pants because my pants are black, thank goodness. And I was sitting, we had Chinese dinner at some restaurant and it was very, um, just, you know, how family dinners are. We just ate food and stuff like that. And I never really thought anything of my period the entire night. I didn't have to go to the bathroom or anything. And to me, my pad was on securely, so it was totally fine. This is foreshadowing the future story. But eventually I have to go to the bathroom during the dinner and I stand up and the restaurant that we were at had cushions on the chairs and the cushions were white so you can imagine what happened but basically i stood up and lo and behold on the cushion that i was sitting on there is literally a huge red stain on the cushion and i'm not even joking it was probably the size of my hand it was so big and i only remember this because i knew that it was not brush offable it wasn't like oh, that was from the last person, or like I cut my finger and it bled onto the cushion or something like that. It was so noticeable. I was mortified. My mom was sitting right next to me and I was like, oh my God, mom, please look at this. And it was so gross. We eventually took one of the tablecloths and like put it on the cushion just to cover it while I was in the bathroom. And when I got to the bathroom, I take my underwear off and I realized that my pad had been crooked oh so slightly and then my period just bled through my underwear and through my pants onto the cushion that was a terrible experience for me it was mortifying i also didn't have a pad with me which was the other problem and that is a lesson that i've learned now always bring a pad with you or a tampon or whatever you need when you're on your period because you never know what might happen so i didn't have a pad with me so I tried to kind of clean up my underwear as best as I could while I was in the bathroom, but honestly, I couldn't do much else. So I just went back outside and sat down at my seat and I asked my mom, oh, do you have a pad with you? Because I really need to change my pad. My pad was overflowing. And she didn't have one because she wasn't on her period. My friend didn't have one because she wasn't on her period and I was kind of like, oh shoot, like if this continues, I'm going to bleed all over the cushion and the cushion is going to be red by the time I leave and no one will have known it was white before. Eventually, we had to ask one of the restaurant waitresses for a pad. She said that there were some in the, under the sink of the bathroom, so that's what I did. I changed my pad then and 
after that it was fine but we had to also tell her that I left a huge stain on top of the cushion she said oh it's fine we'll just put it in the washing machine and stuff like that but high school me was so embarrassed about this that I could not forget about it and to this day I still have fears about leaving period stains in public because of this situation. I hope that wasn't relatable to be honest because I don't want you guys to go through something like that and it is kind of gross but if you have been through something like that just know that you're not alone because I have also been through something like that and it is not a good time at all. My third and last story for this episode also occurred in high school but now I was in grade 10. So in my last episode when I talked about my life, I talked about how I was part of the executive student team in grade 12 and that actually involved a lot of responsibilities, a lot of random stuff, but one of them involved speaking over the PA system because every day in the morning when school started, we would announce the daily notices or the daily announcements over the PA system. So for example, if there was an announcement like, oh, a club is canceled today after school, or we have to make an announcement like, come to the social studies room to get free snacks after school today, stuff like that, just wholesome high school announcements, we would read that out loud in the morning as part of the daily notices over the PA system so that the entire school could hear. So we signed up for these responsibilities weeks at a time, so I was doing it for one week, obviously, and with that responsibility, you had to show up to the principal's office five minutes before school started so that you could read the daily notices because they started three minutes before class started and then would end until class started, if that makes sense, whatever, it doesn't really matter. Basically what happened was you have to show up to school a little bit early and just be at the office. So one day I forgot kind of that I was doing the notices, so I already showed up to my first block class. It was French class, I remember. And at 8.19 or 8.20, we start school at 8.20, my French teacher said, oh, Manny, you have to do the daily notices today. The front desk lady just emailed me. And then I was like, oh shoot, you're right. And I ran to the principal's office. For me, I am a person that really cannot deal with being late or being behind schedule. It makes me really anxious to this day. So if I ever get something that's out of the blue on my schedule or just I get notified that I'm going to be late for something, I get really, really anxious and I try to basically do it as quick as I can. And obviously, in the grand scheme of things, with this high school daily notices thing, if I was late doing the notices by like two minutes, it wouldn't have mattered. But to me, when I was in grade 12, I thought, oh shoot, I'm late, I'm late, I'm late. I could not get over it. And I thought that being late was the worst thing in the world. So obviously I ran to the principal's office and that involved going up a flight of stairs and stuff like that. And because I wasn't the fittest in grade 12, I was kind of panting by the time I got to the principal's office. I was, I was so nervous. I was like, okay, I'm ready to do the daily notices. And the front desk, I can't talk. And the front desk lady was like, are you sure? Like you can just take a few minutes to breathe for a few seconds before you start. You don't have to. And I was like, nope, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. I just took one deep breath and then I pressed the little phone thing and started talking on the daily notices. 
This is to the entire school, by the way. I was not ready. I was very out of breath and you could definitely tell while I was doing the daily notices. I was like, okay, let's do a live reenactment. <coughs> Today at lunch there will be... So what's cooking club in room 115? This is going to be our last meeting of the year. <sighs> the entire time. I cannot even explain how embarrassed I am to this day. And because I was in grade 12, you know, a lot of people knew who I was in my high school and obviously the girls in my grade knew who I was. A lot of people knew that it was me doing the daily notices because they could recognize my voice. So I got a lot of comments about it throughout the day. And then when I went back to French class, right after I finished doing the daily notices, my French teacher laughed at me, <laughs> which is fine. It wasn't in a mean way. It was kind of in a lighthearted way. Like, haha, you're so funny and silly. Why did you do that? Why didn't you just wait to breathe? Don't know, please just breathe. That's my, that's my lesson for you guys. But yeah, that was definitely a, an experience for sure. That is also one of the most embarrassing things that I've done that I still relive to this day. <sighs> and now I kind of get self-conscious when I breathe too much when I'm doing this podcast because it kind of gives me flashbacks to that moment. Ahaha. See, so my stories aren't that embarrassing that I feel mortified and have to move away to a new city, but I feel like they're embarrassing enough that you guys definitely feel embarrassed with me and can relate to these kind of relatable embarrassing moments so i hope you enjoyed that those are kind of the bulk of the embarrassing stories that i wanted to bring up today because i don't have a ton in my life that are you know that notable obviously i do a lot of embarrassing things on the daily but i feel like only some are noteworthy enough to bring up in a podcast you know so for the rest of this episode i decided i'm going to do some would you rathers but embarrassing edition Let's start off with a spicy one. Would you rather send nudes to a stranger or to your parents? I've been thinking about this one for a while and I actually can't really um, decide. I feel like, yes, it is very embarrassing to send nudes to your parents, but also I don't trust having a stranger have my nudes. So actually I think that I would send my parents my nudes and kind of play it off as like, oh, do you see this mole on my back? On my stomach? Whatever. Does it look weird? And kind of play it off like that because I feel like that's definitely multiple. It's definitely embarrassing still to this, like, for sure. But I think that's like doable. Because also, you know, they're your parents, right? They've seen you grow up since you were a literal fetus. There's no way they didn't see you naked. You, they had to bathe you somehow, so that's definitely, I will probably send them to my parents. Mind you, I've never taken nudes and never planned to in my entire life, but yeah, that's my plan. <laughs> okay, the second one. Would you rather date someone with no emotions or a compulsive liar. I think I would date someone with no emotions because I don't think I could deal with the uncertainty of a compulsive liar. Someone with no emotions, I think at least they can say things that kind of indicate emotions. Like 
if they can't act it out and be, oh, I'm so excited, at least they can say, oh, I'm so happy for you in a monotone voice because at least then I would know the words and know what they're feeling that way, kind of. It's hard to say, but I think no emotions. I would go with that one. Would you rather have your coworker walk in on you on the toilet or have your coworker walk in on you while you are complaining about them? I would rather have my coworker walk in on me while I'm in the bathroom. I think that's kind of normal. I mean, I feel like we've all done that at least once in our life, you know, walked in on someone by accident. So in that case, they would just be like, whoop, sorry. And that ends it right there. And then you guys don't really talk about it for the rest of your life. You know, it's kind of something you guys share and you know that that happened between the two of you. But that's not really something that you would tell someone else. So it's not really something that'll spread. But if you are talking about your coworker, and more specifically, like the question asks, you are complaining about them, and then your coworker walks in on you, you can never recover from that. You're gonna have to find a new job. Because how can you? I mean, I guess if you complain about them and then they hear about it, they can improve on the way that they do their job. But I don't, I don't think it, it ruins all potential amicable relationships, friendly relationships that could have sprouted in that. So definitely having my coworker walk in on me while I'm in the bathroom is the move to go with. I had to keep most of these questions clean because, you know, my mom watches my YouTube videos and stuff like that. And adults that I know that might watch this, you know, I just kind of keep it a little more PG-13 right now. So, okay, the next one. Would you rather accidentally call your boss mom or hug your friend from behind only to realize it's a complete stranger. I would definitely call my boss mom because at least for me, my boss, I've been working for a very long time at the same place. So I feel like my relationship with my boss is better than most. It's not very, it's not totally distant, if that makes sense. We are, we can be informal and we talk about our personal lives and stuff like that. So I feel like that's not totally out of the blue. Whereas if you hug someone from behind, that's really weird and very strange. Would you rather get caught practicing how to twerk or get caught talking to yourself in the mirror? The thing is that I make YouTube videos. So talking to yourself in front of a mirror or in front of a camera is not the weirdest thing in the world. So I'm gonna go with that one. Would you rather accidentally like your crush's Instagram photo from 36 weeks ago or accidentally write your crush's name as your Facebook status? I'm gonna assume that I don't have a boyfriend when I answer this question. I'm gonna kind of channel my high school self because this is something I was really concerned about while I was in high school. And I would probably write my crush's name as a Facebook status. Assuming that I can't delete it, I'm gonna keep this spicy, you know? I'm, I'm not gonna just delete it five seconds after. And when people comment on it, and if anyone asks, I'm gonna be like, oh, I didn't even know I posted that. I meant to search him up on Facebook Messenger to send him a message. That's played off pretty well, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty, I'm pretty high tech with my brain with these kind of situations, so I'm pretty proud of that one. Would you rather wave at someone who is actually waving to the person behind you or say love you to the waiter instead of thank you? So I think everyone has experienced the first one at least once in your life and you would know. 
that it is something you cannot recover from. Very, very, very embarrassing. I would probably go with the second one, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, waiters deserve more love. I think tips aren't enough. They need to be showered with verbal affection as well. So definitely going with the second option. Okay, and the last one. Would you rather poop yourself on the bus home or be sick all over a random person on the train? I think the first one, just because I feel bad if I get sick all over someone that they have to be part of the situation as well. Because now it's not just me dirty, it's I've gotten the other person really gross and dirty as well. The first one you can kind of recover because you get off at the latest stop and hopefully it's at a mall and then you can go to the bathroom really quickly. But the second one, at least in my experience on a train, is that you're always there for at least a couple hours or trains are kind of for longer destinations and I could not bear sitting next to someone covered in vomit for a couple hours. That is disgusting. So I think the first option is going to be my choice, you know? I hope you enjoyed this episode of Over Easy. It was definitely a little more lighthearted and fun. I hope you're enjoying the podcast in general. Thank you so much for watching. I will see you in the next episode. Bye!